Welcome back to the Murdy Creative Co. Podcast. I'm your host, Colin Murdy, and today's topic is isolation and work from home. But first, I want to say thank you to everyone who supported the company so far. If you haven't got a chance, go check us out on the web at murdycreative.co. That's M-U-R-D-Y creative.co. Or you can check us out on Facebook and Instagram by searching at murdycreative.co to see the best of our product shots. Follow us to get up to date with our daily photos and be the first one to know about new product launches. You can also use the subscribe button at the bottom of our website to be included in all of our new product announcements. Be sure to check out our laser engraving, personalization options, and exclusive colors on the website, or you can get a blank one on Amazon Prime. All right, so today's question comes to us via Instagram. Tina said that, asks, how, uh, how about this for a podcast topic? How do you deal with isolation being a self-employed or a remote worker? And I think that's a great topic. There's... A lot out there that kind of talks about this new gig economy that's on the rise, and that was a big topic for us at NBF and figuring out how to cater to that with uh, furniture and the furniture needs, because that's an important part of working from home for a lot of people. But it was all about that there seems to be a, a very strong uh, push for a lot of companies via the new technologies that we have available to send people home to work from home by themselves on their own laptops and their own workspaces. And I think it's a great idea for a lot of people. I think it's a really cool way for companies to help create a benefit to their employees if they can do it in the right way. And I think it really matters to a lot of people how, they, how they're trusted to do that, right? Because you want to be able to say that you have autonomous independence and that your your job gives you purpose, right? That's all those motivation and parts of 3.0, uh, which Daniel Pink talks about in his book, Drive. But you want to have those all those motivational things and being able to work from home can allow you to feel like you have total control of your schedule, total control over your work and all of that other good stuff. And I think that can really motivate people. The dark side of it is when you're not being watched via technology or, or actual people, there can be... Um, for a lot of people, a certain sense of I don't need to work on it right now because if my boss doesn't know that I'm not working, it's not going to be that big of a deal, right? You have to be really self-motivated to be able to do that well. And I think for a lot of people, you've got to be able to have a sense of, what's the right word, responsibility. You have to feel like you're part of something bigger. You have to feel that purpose and that sense of purpose with your work. Otherwise, it's going to be very difficult for you to find that you're working from home is beneficial. And it can be great. It can be a great benefit, right? Being able to walk away from your desk at any time and, you know, hug your wife or your kids if they're at home or being able to go for a walk or eat lunch in your own, you know, house or, you know, wear your pajamas all day if you want. You know, that those are things that can be great perks, right? Avoiding traffic, not having to sit in traffic, huge perk for a lot of people. So I get the sentiment of work from home. I think it's a great thing for a lot of people. There's a dark side to it, right? There is a an isolation that comes from that. And... It really, for me, has been an interesting dichotomy, I should say, because for anybody who knows me, I come from a very extroverted world that I made for myself. I was all growing up as a child. I was really engaged in everything social. I liked working with people. I liked being part of the team, part of the community. I had a lot of fun in in, in theater and in sports and all those other good things. So I really liked being involved in a busy world with a lot of people. And then I went off to college, and for me, college was a big, a big change because, you know, you, you're in charge of your own schedule to some extent, right? Obviously, you've got your classes and you know meals and other things that you can entertain with yourself with, but for the most part, you're in charge of your own schedule. And I actually really enjoyed that. I enjoyed kind of that that autonomy. And then I went to a corporate workplace where I was being in, in a cubicle. And for me, <clears throat> I don't know if this is, if this is my own personality, if it's more reflective of the changing generation, but I did not 
enjoy sitting in a cubicle for very long. I, I could not do that for very long. And what ended up happening was is my productivity dropped quite a bit whenever I was forced to stay in my cubicle. Uh, I wanted to be up and moving. I wanted to change my location. I wanted to go work in the break room. I wanted to work. They had this beautiful, uh, beautiful lounge area. I love to work in the lounge area. I wanted to work outside on nice days. So I wanted to move and I, I wanted to be moving. And, you know, every, it, wherever you went, there was always people, right? There was always somebody working as well or other things like that. So you always kind of had that exposure to people. And then I left NBF and I came to work at home. And that was a big change. I think for me, the thing that has helped keep me sane is that I have a pretty good relationship with my wife who also works from home and we can't really work in the same room together. We've found because, um, I get very easily taken off task. My brain immediately will switch to whatever her question is, right? So if she's got a question and she does cut a lot of her customer service, so she has a lot of questions, um, when customers ask unique or crazy things. And so if we work in the same room together, as soon as she gets a question that she doesn't know the answer, she'll immediately fire it off to me. And the problem is, is that immediately I can't, I have to like, I switch to what she wants to do and I'll like talk with her and then it'll take me forever to get back into my work. So we can't really work in the same room. So we end up working in different rooms for almost all of our time. Um, and so I don't see her a lot during the day. So it can be kind of a little bit isolating. And even more so than that, when you are in a retail setting or in a, in a setting where you interact with the customers in a face-to-face manner, there's a lot of that feedback that you can get that's a very constructive feedback. You get a lot of the good and the bad of that. And I think for me, the challenge has always been that I don't know how people feel about my journals unless you guys leave reviews. Really, seriously, I, I don't know. And a lot of the emails that we get with, with customers... More often than not, I should say, the email customers, they're emailing us because of some issue. Now, a lot of the customers immediately say, hey, I love the product, but X, Y, and Z is something I need to have fixed or changed or I want to return it because of this reason. I love the product, but so, you know, we do get a lot of that good customer feedback, but, you know, for a lot of it, there can be times where you don't, you get, you live in kind of an isolation chamber and you, you live in an environment where it's lonely. It really is. I have found for me that going to work in one of the local coffee shops, restaurants, areas that have Wi-Fi and that are trying to cater to that market has been really fun for me. I've enjoyed that. And I think that I I feel like I'm going to work as silly as that sounds. You know, there's a lot more of a I'm intentionally leaving the house to go do something. So I should go do it right. You don't leave the house to go grocery shopping and then not go grocery shopping. So I think that's very much for me. What helps with that is is trying to get out of the house for a reason. I also have taken upon myself the the job to often go pick things up when we need things from the store or we need things from Office Max or whatever. You know, if we need to go get something because we need materials, I like doing that because I like the opportunity to leave the house and interact with people. So I think if you're going to work from home to fight that, you really need to intentionally find a community or a place that you can go and be involved with people and interact with people. And I think that that can be difficult for a lot of people to find that, to intentionally do that. But I think if you can, it can be very valuable. Another thing that I think is really helpful in that community is for us is I've worked intentionally on trying to set up um, boards around the house or other things where I, I post the good reviews that people leave us. 
because those are so motivating, right? Those it's, it's a very human contact. It really does. It does have that advantage to it. And so for me, I like having those available to see because it's encouraging, right? When you walk past a review, that was a really good review and someone loved the product. It, it, it's as if they're there saying, way to go. We love it. And I love that. But it's challenging. I mean, I think a lot of humans are really built to interact with people. And maybe that's not everybody. I think for some people, working from home is actually better for them because they like the isolation. They like that, you know, the introverted types really enjoy the privacy, the, the exclusivity, and the kind of, not hermit-like, but the ability to avoid interacting with people and can they can just go to work and they can just work in their heads. And I think that's, that's some people. And for those people, that can be really a really good advantage, right, working from home. Um, I think for a lot of entrepreneurs, the loneliness, though, that comes from being at the top is almost more, um, it can be more challenging. And if you don't surround yourself with people you love, if you don't surround yourself with a supportive network, it can be very difficult. It can be because when you're an entrepreneur, there's, there's nobody who you can pass the buck to when you mess up. If you mess up, it's on you. There's nobody you can blame. And when challenges are inevitably arise, there is a very real consequence to you for ignoring that problem because the problem doesn't go away and it only gets worse so I think that it can be lonely at the top to some extent because there are very few people that bear the responsibility that you bear and the weight that you carry and they and and knowing that is it's challenging but if you can surround yourself with a good team, if you can surround yourself with people who do genuinely take an interest and want to be part of it and want to encourage you and want to be helpful in whatever way they can, and you surround yourself with loved ones who, you know, want you to work towards your goals and are are trying to help you succeed and want to make your life better, and you surround yourself with family members who can be supportive and encouraging even when it means that you have to miss vacations with them or you can't quite make the you can't make it to Christmas because that's your busy time, right? Things like that. If you can surround yourself with people who encourage you during that, it's it's incredibly powerful. And it's one of the only things that really works. So build yourself that network. Be the person that intentionally surrounds themselves with good people. And get rid of the toxic people in your life because there's work to be done and spending time on them is not really going to be valuable or productive for you ever. All right, folks, thanks for tuning in today. Be sure to check back in on next Tuesday for our next topic. If you have a topic you want me to talk about, submit it. Um, I've got a couple of backup topics that I'm really excited about that I can do, but if somebody submits a topic before then, I might do theirs instead. So, uh, But be sure to hit that subscribe button below to be sure to get the latest podcast right away. If you have any questions or concerns about your leather binder, please feel free to contact us on the main page of our website at murdycreative.co or contact us via Facebook and Instagram. You can email, call, direct message, all the usuals. I'll do my best to get back to you as soon as possible, but I do appreciate patience. If you'd like a little more intimate relationship uh, and you want to get a little more involved in the behind the scenes of the company, go follow us on our Snapchat and our Twitter, murdycreativeco, no dot, murdycreativeco. Uh, you can also follow us on YouTube where we're going to be posting some cool videos about product demos and some of the changes that are going to be coming up with the number three because there's some big changes coming. Um, so just be sure to 
Follow us on all of our social medias to get all of the, the best flavors of the company. Uh, if you think I deserve it, a good review, both on the podcast app that you're listening on, as well as on uh, on Facebook Marketplace or Facebook on our Facebook page for the company under the review section. A good review can go a long way to help us build our new community. And word of mouth is still the best form of advertising, so please tell your friends. That being said, if you have any podcast topics, like I mentioned before, that you want, send them my way. I'm happy to engage with our growing community, and I want to give you guys what you want. If you're looking for multiple binders for gifts, giveaways, menus, really any reason, ask about our bulk discounts available. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a great day. And goodbye.